Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about Microsoft's ID at Azure program yeah. for in- indie developers like you and me, John. It's very interesting, but yeah, ID at Azure, which is yeah. confu- sim- somewhat confusing because of their ID at Xbox uh, for indie developers <laughs> initiative. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll unpack what that means for uh, everyone a little bit later. Uh, but first, uh, we have some news. Um, and I uh, wanted to talk to you about, about what you've been up to this week, John. So this week, Chris, um, there's a, a, a couple of things. The first one is I have bought a game that was on sale on uh, on the PlayStation. And I, I fully expected this game to have gone to all the platforms since it launched because it launched into like a bit of a, like a frenzy similar to like Rocket League where like it was like, oh, here's a PlayStation exclusive indie game that's launching. And, you know, I kind of expected it to go elsewhere. And that is the game uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Have you have you mm. seen this game or heard no, about this game? No, I have game? not. No. So it? it is a game where you take control of a very cute bean-looking character, and uh, who's in a suit. You can get all sorts of different, mi- like uh, via microtransactions or a battle pass. You can get all sorts of uh, different suits. You can dress up as like an alligator, and I think they even have like the a Tron suit or like you know some things like that. Anyway, but you're a bean character, and and you have to go through all sorts of obstacles and mini games in order to become the champion so it's like a battle royale where everyone gets you know you go against 50 different people and the first you know you might be doing a a mini game of like hey get through this obstacle course while this wipeout style uh you know things swing around and and smack you and hit you and bump you and like try to knock you off the off course um or it might be like hey here bounce on all these trampolines and collect these uh these orbs and so you know and basically it goes and knocks out the bottom you know few few people every time until you get to the get to the final round and then everybody battles it out for the uh for the for the top prize to win the crown it's a very fun game it's uh but i fully have have expected this game to come to other platforms but just never did and it hit a sale this weekend i was like all right i'm gonna jump in um it's very fun dude it's a it's it's a it's a hilarious time and uh, it's it's kind of addictive because like you're like oh man I'm, I I can do better than that or like whenever you get knocked out sometimes you're like oh man like I was right there but you know just like every battle royale you just dive right back in and uh, you know re-roll do it again yeah that's wild uh, I've also been playing some uh, some card games some physical kind of card games these 19 card wallet games uh, from Button Shy Publishing um, nice and uh, it's been it's been, it, those are super fun it's like solo games I've been doing doing some solo ones been playing some some two player ones which are uh, are a blast like co-op and also head to head basically like uh, whenever I think it was some sale rolled around I think it was Black Friday or something like that rolled around and they had a bunch of bunch of their games on sale and I was like ah oh, let me just grab like a, a couple of these and and uh try them out so it's been uh been been fun trying those out rove is one of my favorites um and moving pictures is another one of my favorites so nice 
Are they one player or two uh, players? So some of them are. Rove is a one player game um, where you're you're basically trying to solve a bunch of uh, of puzzles via the different rules on the cards. Where it's like, oh, you can only move this card this way, or you can only move that card that way. You're trying to navigate uh, a robot across an alien planet um, and escape the alien planet. That's what Rove is all about, and it's very very uh, puzzly, and uh, and you know you can. You only have a certain number of moves that you can play, and and uh, and so I have I have won that one once. I've played it maybe three or four times at this point. So, um, and then the moving pictures—that's a co-op uh, two-person game where you're trying to you know basically. Uh, communicate without communicating um where there's a, a section of it that's like hey this is the filming phase and you have to be quiet and not not talk to each other while you try to place the cards in a correct the correct order um where i you know you don't know what the other person has and they don't know what you have and you don't know if you can make it work it's like oh you might have an uh, you know to to put this card at the end but they don't know that you have that card so they might fill that one in so um that one's a really fun one then you hit the editing phase of that one and you can talk to each other and like you know strategize about like hey how can we f- like fix this movie that we just put together and uh and yeah it's 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 a it that one's a really fun one just for the co-op aspect of it as well so interesting but that's what i've been up to this week chris mm. what have you been up to yeah um i don't think uh, a ton other than um i saw finally saw death in the nile the sequel to um the murder on the orient express and nice. and it was great I uh, I really hope that they do another one. There's there are there are some strong rumors of a third um, sequel, or sorry, I guess it's the second sequel, so a third movie in the in the series. Um, they're based off Ag- Agatha Christie books, and so I mean they have in that with those specific characters, they have like twenty three books I think to pull from. So I mean they could make <laughs> potentially twenty three movies if they wanted to. Let's but, do um, it. Let's do let's do yeah. a Marvel cinematic universe, but it's Agatha Christie cinematic universe. Yeah, uh, and it, it was it was really good. So uh, I definitely recommend it. I'm glad um, we uh, we got a chance to see it in the theater before it it left, and uh, uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it like, was still in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only been. Uh, I think it came out, you know, maybe a month ago, two months ago at, at most. Wow. Um. So I mean, it came out around the same time as. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks after or maybe the week after Spider-Man No Way Home. No, that's not right. Not that movie. Uh, I was going to say that was like last year. <laughs> yeah, that was last year. That's not right. Um, what did it come out after? Anyway, it came out earlier this year. In all honesty, I did like I for some reason, I feel like this movie has because because probably because I knew about it like whenever they find like they announced it. And so, like, that's the thing about, like, so many movies that you know are in development for so long. Like, I, I just have felt like, well, this one must have been out at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been seeing uh, previews for it since, for a long time. Oh, dude. For, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, actually, I don't even know if I've seen in, like, very many previews. I think I, I just knew that it was like, oh, yeah, the sequel to, uh, to, <laughs> to the other movies coming out. So, you know. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, dude. So, would you... Uh, you, you, you like I should watch both of these movies then. Like, oh yeah, you know. definitely. I think all yeah, right. I think they're great. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, that's all I've been up to, John. Okay. Well, then it's time for the news. The news. All right, John. The news. Um, you have most of these. Uh, the only one that I wanted to mention was um, uh, 
the Marvel, I can't remember what it's called. The Marvel Unlimited. Yes, it's coming to Game Pass for a three-month trial. I thought it was coming, the whole thing was coming, and if you were subscribed to Game Pass, you also got Marvel Unlimited, which means there are all these like free comics that you can you can read, uh, free digital comics that you can read from, uh, through Marvel, but it's only a three-month a three-month thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I the 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 perks for being like a Game Pass subscriber, um, as well as like the perks for being um, like a Prime uh, member from for with Amazon or like having Amazon Prime or like whatever. Like, there's all sorts of like perks that sometimes like I I peruse and I see a new one pop on and it's like oh my goodness. And so like I hadn't seen this one yet, um, and I'm very excited to take advantage of it because uh, the Marvel Unlimited. Um, subscription like you can read a lot of a lot of comics uh digital comics in in three months you know <laughs> yeah totally um and there's you know there's always like it's comics are one of those things where it's like okay well if i you know i, I want to pick up some comics but i want to read them all at once right like i like to do like the graphic novel style thing that's why i started like picking things up as graphic novels you know after a certain point rather than the the month to month um and uh, so Marvel Unlimited is always really good for that type of thing, like digital digital subscriptions, like even like there's Comixology Unlimited or whatever, um, and that's also good for these types of things where it's like, hey, let me get a taste of like the first volume of a whole run of, of Star Wars comics, or like give me the first volume of uh, of 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 some things. So yeah, it's it's awesome that it's there. I'm definitely gonna take advantage of it, um, even though it is only three months instead of like an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's, isn't that my, my only news item? I think so. The other thing uh, on there, while we were looking at this, there's a 30 day free trial of Paramount plus, which that's crazy. It depending on when you do that one, you might be able to, if you're like a super Xbox fan, um, you might be able to watch the halo show. Oh yeah. Um, and then what else is on there? There's a, is that, is that the, uh, Star Trek network or the Star Trek streaming service too? Yeah. Like Picard's on there. Um, yeah. All the Star Trek discovery stuff, I think. Um, uh, I feel like there's something else. Uh, no, that's, that's Peacock. Yeah. 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 Dude, so many streaming services, but 30 day free trial. Uh, grab that. Um, the other pieces of news, Chris MLB, the show 2022. Oh Yeah. Coming to Game Pass, uh, like I guess for the second year in a row, that 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 series, that franchise. I, mean, I, I just hope they the keep Game this Pass. up. I mean, I don't know why they would stop doing it, um, but yeah, this is great. Yeah, dude, and that's the thing. Like, I only played a little bit of it last year, but it was enough to where I was like, man, this is like that was really fun. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna definitely download and play at least the first bit of MLB The Show 2022. Maybe yeah, skip totally. the tutorial this time because uh, the tutorial felt very long last time, um, even though I, it was necessary because it had a lot of mechanics in there. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I wanted to play the whole, like a whole season. I did not. I mean, I don't know, like... I love these games. I love being able to pick them up and play them whenever I want to. I just, I just, I'm not the type that I'm gonna like play this every single night. You know what I mean? But yeah. I love it, and uh, it's great that it's on Game Pass because otherwise, um, I, uh, I'd probably spend a lot of money on it and then not play it as much as I should based on the amount of money I played for it. I mean, yes, that's that. That's the one of the biggest things with like Game Pass. Like also just being able to like try a game dip in dip out like not you know not not have to worry about like oh man did i get my you know 70 dollars worth at this point you know did i get my 60 dollars yeah. worth out of that game um you're just like oh yeah i got i got my you know 
I had fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Chris, the next news item on the saga of studio acquisitions in, I guess, 2022, uh, we have PlayStation picking up another uh, development studio uh, called Haven earlier this week. Um, and uh, that, there's not a whole lot else that I have to say about it. So, uh, so I'm reading from an article from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Um, they say Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that it has entered into an agreement to acquire Haven Entertainment Studios, the company founded by Jade Raymond, that will become the 18th studio to join the PlayStation Studios family. Raymond, who is also the founder of Ubisoft Toronto and Motive Studios, uh, and one of the key figures behind Assassin's Creed began Haven Studios in 2021 uh, with an investment from Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, so yeah, so straight up they just uh, you know bought a studio that they kind of helped fund last year to, to start last year. So interesting. I don't necessarily have anything else to say about this. This isn't like as, as epic as like buying Bungie or as epic as like uh, buying Activision or something like that. You know, it's not like a... Uh, you know, earth shattering or anything because it's a relatively, you know, it's a brand new studio. So yeah, this isn't a very flashy announcement compared to some of the other studio acquisitions that have happened over the past few months. But, uh, I mean, it's, I, it's cool that they're working on a new IP. Um, and I guess we'll hear about that later. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, cool. That happened. Yeah. You know, and I think like because it just doesn't have a game, like there's just not a whole lot, lot else. Yeah. There's like nothing it. that comes, you know, like, you know, there's nothing that comes with it. There's no established brand or IP to come with it to, uh, make me pumped about it. Right. And I guess like also with it right after they bought Bungie or right after Sony, Sony bought Bungie, um, the rumor, what like insiders were like, Oh man, this isn't, you know, the, the, you know, the acquisitions aren't over, you know? And like, it's like, okay, well if this was, if this was it, like it's, it's kind of, you know, it's like, this is, this is not, not the level of uh, acquiring studios that I kind of half expected. <laughs> So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if uh, if there are more acquisitions this year as the year goes on, Chris. Well, and what's interesting is like, you know, a lot of times, you know, except for recently with Activision and Bungie, like these are the kind of studio acquisitions you see yeah. where, yeah. Uh, you know, or like maybe they have one IP or, you know, something that's kind of like, you know, something in development that uh one of the publishers you know like want to be get in on and make exclusive this is the kind of stuff you normally kind of see yeah um, yeah so it feels like more normal news you sure, know yeah. rather than not, the other ones are out of the norm yeah i mean it's I, I feel like the ones that are out of the norm yeah are the the, the big acquisitions where it's like these multi-platform games that yeah. are being bought by a, a a single studio holder but also like the like netflix bought a studio you know like those right, like right. unique like this you know who's buying studios now <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, Chris, the last mm. piece of news that I have is, uh, is I have questions for you. Okay. Have you ever been playing a video game and been holding the controller and thought, you know what this controller needs? Hair. Mm. No, have you ever I, don't, thought I don't believe about I have. That? No. It's never really crossed my mind. <laughs> well, it's crossed Un someone's mind because <laughs> there's going to be some some hairy Xbox controllers. <laughs> yeah, these are, uh, I guess, there's like custom-made special <laughs> Xbox controllers for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Mm -hmm. um, and, the, and you can enter to win a, a custom Sonic 2 
S-Box Series S, as well as two very furry controllers with blue Sonic fur and blue uh, Knuckles Echidna fur. You mean this red the Knuckles Echidna thing. fur. Yeah, red. Did yeah. I say blue as well? Yeah, you said blue yeah. for both. Yeah. Blue, blue for Sonic, red for, for Knuckles. The crazy thing is Sonic technically, I guess he's furry in the movie, but he's a hedgehog, so he has quills, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, and even in the movie, aren't they like, because I feel like Dr. Robotnik in the first movie like holds it up really close and it looks really spiky. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's like a quill. Anyway, like a whatever. This is weird. And, and I'm like, okay. <sighs> Honestly, like, I feel like they could have actually made a ton of money if they had just made custom red and blue translucent mm-hmm. controllers mm-hmm. that we could actually buy that were branded as Sonic and 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 knuckles yeah this, you know? feel, this feels more like a publicity stunt than an actual product that like oh for sure is is anybody really has been asking for like th- think about the uh the space jam controllers from last year oh yeah those are those are awesome so cool a, a cool tie into a movie um i don't and there were three of them i mean what's why not make this a tie i don't know I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog is the perfect, perfect uh, franchise that you can tie into like a controller. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I was I was immediately excited, but then whenever I was like, oh, I would never use this in any practical sense. No. <laughs> no. And also it's a it's a contest. I don't know if we, we said it. It's a contest, like there's only like I think two, you know, a couple of them that exist. And so like you can enter to win and yeah, that's you know. So I I obviously entered, but you know, still, <laughs> if I yeah. win it, I I won't be sitting down and being like, man, you know, I, in a real you know intense game of Apex Legends, I really just want carpeted controllers. Yeah, I don't know what to think, but that is the news. All right, John. So uh, we're talking about something called Idea Azure. So I'm going to read an article here from IGN written by Kat Bailey. Uh, The title of Microsoft's latest program shows why its gaming reach extends far beyond Xbox. Most gaming fans know of Microsoft as the home of Xbox, a console developer not too dissimilar from Nintendo and Sony. But behind the scenes, Microsoft is widening its mission, aiming to support developers large and small, even if they're developing for other platforms. Microsoft announced today that it will be releasing a new development program aimed at smaller developers called ID at Azure, a nod toward the ID at Xbox program that is designed to get independent games on the platform. Microsoft hopes the new program will do its part to make game development accessible to even, even to creators with limited resources. Idea Azure has been available in a closed preview since last year, offering participating creators access to a virtual machine, a cloud-connected computer preloaded with critical programs that can also serve as a development environment, as well as educational resources and support teams from Microsoft. Microsoft says this will save creators the time and hassle of acquiring the necessary programs and equipment, allowing them to get started making games faster. What's more, the tools will work across all platforms, which is in line with Microsoft's vision of a console agnostic future. Sarah Bond, corporate vice president, game creator, experience, and ecosystem at Xbox, is one of the program's chief architects. Bond points to the games industry's exponential growth over the past decade, which he says is at odds with game development's lack of accessibility. Quote, every other form of media has gone to a place where anyone can make a YouTube video. 
You can make your own TikTok, right? Gaming isn't there yet. It's getting there. You're seeing aspects of it, but it's not there yet. So we're investing in the tools, the services, the training, and the access to make it possible for anyone who does want to create a gaming experience. Bond sees it as an imperative as imperative for Microsoft to support smaller developers when, when wherever possible, providing expertise and managing cloud tools, while also aiding in the shift toward remote work. A passionate advocate for diversity and inclusion, she sees it as an opportunity to empower creators who might otherwise be excluded from the games industry due to the ex- historically high barrier to entry. Quote, one of the things that I came to understand when I joined the gaming industry was how so much of the game development was actually located largely in Western Europe, North America, and East Asia. Not all of it, but the vast majority of it. And what that ultimately means is that the nature of the stories and the perspectives shared is going to represent its creators. They might pull in other perspectives, but it's always easiest to tell your own story from your own perspective. So to me, one of the powers of the ID at Azure program is it continues to build on multiple investments that we've made to make it easier for anyone to access a set of tools and make a game. If anyone can do it, you're just going to bring in more developers, and I love that. It specifically addresses the need of people who are more likely to be starting out because they're the ones that are most likely to need help. End quote. Microsoft has invested heavily in cloud technology in recent years, which has driven everything from Fallout 6 Siege to Fall Guys. Xbox Cloud Gaming is one of the most visible results of Microsoft's investment, but the cloud drives may but the cloud drives many other backend elements as well. While Bond wasn't able to quantify its growth with a hard number, she says its rise is one reason that she feels it's important to provide developers with an understanding of the technology at hand. Quote, Idea Azure is a great way for indies to get started with cloud services, and the team has been very helpful and responsive to my questions. Using Azure has allowed me to write server code that scales as needed, and the costs scale so well, scale as well, so I only pay for what I'm using. End quote. Uh, that's from Super Retro Maker developer Dan Erickson. Idea Azure speaks to the influence that Microsoft exercises on the game industry, even beyond traditional consoles. Microsoft's cloud technology impacts everything from matchmaking to in-game economies, and Microsoft's development tools mean that many creators are part of the company's ecosystem from the very beginning, even if they never release a game on an Xbox platform. It also addresses some of the pressing problems facing developers of all sizes in 2022. The COVID-19 pandemic has put a greater emphasis on remote work, which Azure's virtual machine attempts to address and ready access to development tools makes it easier for potentially talented developers to break into the games industry. Most importantly, it's one more big step toward what Microsoft sees as a future where games can be played on virtually any device, which Bond says is, quote, closer than we think. She says, quote, what we've really been seeing over the past five years in particular is that the idea of a gaming experience with the devices at the center of the experience is really going away, and it's really about the player being at the center of the experience. And it shows Xbox's dedication, what it's really about, how do we bring the joy of gaming to everyone, everywhere? End quote. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's it's interesting. Like when when Microsoft does stuff like this, that yeah. it feels like they you know lifts just gaming overall and just the kind of the the industry as a whole versus their specific um, their specific ecosystem. Um, I'm trying to think though. Like, I don't know that they've done something at this scale. Uh, 
before not for developers specifically um and like they create tools and they, they allow access to like their their servers to like host things on and to like have like oh yeah you can do some of the processing in the server and stuff like that um but yeah like just automatically putting these tools as essentially like hey a subscription service that like you only pay for what you use of those tools that's it's very interesting um and it's a very like different way to look at like development of games um where you and i like could could get in here and like start doing a game chris (laughs) (laughs) i know i mean that's the thing like uh, it's 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 pretty cool, you know. Like, hey, if I wanted to learn game development now, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of criteria to that to vet who who's you know, like if there are people are going actually going to use it, or I mean, I would think unless it's just available to anyone anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a good. I mean, if you wanted to like a dev kit or something like that of of a box, like yeah, but like if they're that, essentially like the, this is your dev kit. You well, know? that's the thing. Yeah, that there's no bo- there's no box. There's no dev kit. There's no like. I mean, you just need yeah. a you you need a. Uh, presumably just like a, a some kind of computer that will uh, connect you to the cloud and then everything runs in the cloud. Yeah, that's wild. Which is crazy. Dude. You know, yeah. like you could be in the middle of nowhere without really any kind of powerful um, PC at all and then start developing games. Yeah, and the, the, the thing about like so much of the access of this that you talk about, it's like, you know... Um, other other countries like the the software and even hardware to develop uh for things can be like exorbitantly expensive because it's not manufactured like in their like in their region and so they have to like the exchange rates of like importing something from uh you know another country like all together is is uh can be exorbitantly expensive depending on whatever the exchange rate of the currency is so yeah like opening the door a little bit more where it's like oh just you got any computer here you go, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, there's not, I don't have a whole lot, you know, like, I, I, there's there's not a whole lot here in terms of, like, okay, what what kinds of games could you actually make? Where would mm-hmm. they show up? I mean, it sounds like they could show up wherever you want them to. Um, and, uh, but I'm interested to see, I think, well, we might see, you know, this kind of um, investment in the community pay off uh, years from now. And, yeah. um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think about like the cloud gaming thing even or even like, you know, just the cloud computing thing. It's like, okay, cloud gaming, you need like a an instant kind of a, a response time a lot of times for, for, you know, twitchy games. But like other games, you don't. And so I feel like that's kind of like, you know, if you're developing for a non-Twitch based game like this, this is a, this is an, a good way to do it. Um, I also think, yeah, you're right. You're, we're not going to see like a game be like, oh yeah, I, I, I developed it on ID at Azure. Like it's not going to come out like next year. It's like we're talking, you know, multiple years from now. You know, uh, where games potentially that started on this service will uh, will start coming out. Um, and so, I mean, it's just it's it's such a such an interesting business strategy for Microsoft. Obviously, like, you know, people are paying Microsoft to use these services, but it's just an interesting thing that like you don't, aren't required to then put it out on a, on an Xbox platform, even um, if you just develop it here. So it's not, um, I guess, walled off that way. Uh, um, right. Just fascinating, dude. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, um, this is kind of a shorter episode, but I'm okay with it. There's not yeah. a whole lot, you know, like news-wise going on right now. So um, that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still, I still, we need, we should uh, try to get Cody on to review the Batman uh, maybe next week. Yes. 
All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure figure out if we can do that. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.